Because that's S H I T. That spells shit. We're aware, and I know that's fucking weird. But listen to this shit. So I had a video appointment with my with my new therapist today. My new therapist, who I uh, found here in in Pittsburgh. Um, I had a great therapist, uh, back in LA and, you know, even though everything is over, over teledoc online, even though everything's online, these appointments, my, my therapist in LA just, just couldn't, she couldn't stay with me because I was physically moving and then there's, then it just gets a little complicated because what... Anyways, I was like, can we just pretend I didn't move at the point? Obviously, that didn't work. So I found myself a great a new therapist here. And what's funny about it is, is that she's actually kind of funny. And we actually have the same birthday, which is bizarre. But I had a therapy session today, which was... It's been a long time since I had a therapy session. Like, I mean, most... I mean, look, most therapy sessions aren't like this. But I just remember having some... Like really back in the day, especially like in college, I remember I had this this one woman, and I remember it feeling fun. Like I remember I was I made her laugh a lot. And anyways, this this appointment today was just one of those weird moments where I was just having laughing fits, and not like you know like out loud cackling um, that's like super obnoxious sounding, but just like you know the. <laughs> <laughs> but but actual not being able to breathe a little bit um we there is just the survey that she was trying to do just 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 you know based on my anxiety levels and one of the questions um that she asked was are there any places that you avoid and you know she was obviously referring to well, any right any place like trying to I guess you know find out more about potential fears or phobias and I really thought about it and I said I don't think maybe dark alleyways and it just it got her good and then it got me good and then we were just both cracking up and it felt so silly and she said she's like I'm sorry I'm laughing so much and I said you know they say laughter is the best medicine and with that being the case, this was, this is, this is the best therapy of my life. Um, I just figured I'd share that with you. I don't know if you've been teetering, uh, teetering on the idea, teetering, teetering, playing with the idea of going to therapy and, and you've been on the fence for, you know, a couple months, five, 10, 15 years. I'm just saying therapy can be, can also be fun. It can be fun. It's not all like super intense and crying and weird and flashbacks and shit. So I'm just saying, um, so uh, this has been an ad for therapy. (laughs) Thank you so much. Hello, my sweet, sweet listener. Hi. I hope you've Oh, been having great holidays. Um, God, that felt so 
it's felt so generic to say that. And I hope you had great holidays. I mean, look, for most people, the holidays looked a lot and look a lot different than previous years. That being said, you know, the sentiment doesn't change. I hope you had a beautiful fucking holiday, okay? Um, I'm just kidding. I'm feeling a little feisty today. And I realized, I realized earlier, I'm like, what is going on with me? And number one, I think it's because I, I start to PMS two weeks before my period. Number two, I think it's because I'm just like ready to play. I feel like there's been so much introspection and so many things I do self-help wise and so many, so many deep thoughts. And it's like, I just want to play, you know, um, which is interesting because I, I, I'm currently, you know, part-time nannying for a one-year-old and he's, he's, you know, he's, he likes to play and, and I play with him and it's, and it's fun and it's cute and I'm silly. Um, I think I just, you know, I think I, I think like a lot of people, I miss playing with adults. That being said, I could be doing more, um, FaceTimes and Zooms and, and, and whatnot. And I mean, shit, I mean, I could even be playing more with my mom. It's a weird thing to say, but, uh, you know, we have Jenga, we have games. Actually, the other night she was like, what's that game where you put the phone on your your forehead and and so you know I downloaded Heads Up. We played a little bit of that. And uh I'll tell you, we killed it at the animals category, but anything else is just 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 utter shit. And then I remember this is why so many things in old pop culture are just totally lost on me because you don't know anything and then you pass that down to me. I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. It's a little dramatic. Um, anyways, I'm feeling playful. And so there you have it. I, um, I don't know what you celebrate. Um, I celebrate Christmas. Um, I'm so sorry. I, I just want to, I usually let, I, I usually allow myself to get distracted while I'm recording these, especially earlier on. I feel like there's always a dog or something that's walking by. Because, you know, I record this in my in my car. You know, I record this in my car. There is like this little weird looking gray cloud in the sky. Now, the sky looks... Per- it, the sky is actually clear today. It's a, it's a very cold day. The sun was out. God, that sun was out. It was like beaming. It was so bright. I was just like eating it up when I was driving this morning. The sun was so bright. I went over the Liberty Bridge in Pittsburgh and that, that shit was just shining. And I was just like opening up my whole face, just getting that sunshine. It just felt great, but it is cold, but it's been a clear day. But right now I'm just looking at this tiny little weird looking cloud. It just looks so out of place all by itself over on the horizon. And that's literally what I, that is what distracted me. I was just amused at this weird looking cloud which I'm making fun of. And, um, I'm sorry, cloud, you know, it's, it's not your fault that it's not your fault that you, that you look like that. Okay. 
All right, we're off to a bizarre start. Anyways, I uh, celebrated Christmas. Um, just want to throw this out here, just because this is this is interesting and it, it amuses me. Um, without going into too much detail, because I'm pretty sure my mom listens to these episodes. You know, last Christmas um, uh, in Los Angeles, my mom actually came out to visit me. And she stayed for a whole whopping 10 days. Um, and it was actually kind of a rough visit. I'm not trying to say that she was a complete <laughs> uh, B word. Um, we probably both were. But the point is, is that it was a rough visit. Look, sometimes that happens with uh, with parents and family members and whatever. It was a rough visit. And I never dreamed that a year later I'd be living with my mom celebrating Christmas with her a year later, having a lovely Christmas with her. Um, <laughs> it's very funny. I, then again, I guess it, it depends on how you define lovely. I mean, I put the movie Elf on, you know, starring Will Ferrell, Christmas night, and she fell asleep on the couch. So, um, look, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> I had it. I had a great I had a great Christmas. Um, it was very cold here in, in Pittsburgh. It, it had snowed. So I, I stayed in all day and I was like, I was so determined. I was like, I'm going to go out and build a snowman. It's going to happen. And I didn't. And, and that's fine. Um, I'm sure it would have been cool to build a snowman, but I, I just didn't build a snowman. So it's like, it's okay. There's going to be other opportunities. I've just been relishing in this idea that, you know, even though I don't love the cold, I'm going to take advantage of it in ways that I can. One of those things being I can, you know, make a friggin' snowman. So I didn't. I didn't make a snowman. I'm sure I will. And um, I just, I stayed in on Christmas with my mom and we just like relaxed and ate food and, you know, hung out with our collective four cats. And it was, it was nice. Um, I did some laundry which was great because um, I was past due. Let's just say that. I was overdue on the laundry situation. And I may or may not have been freeballing it or recycling underwear. All right. Now, what I would like to share with you actually is just kind of a, kind of a nice thing instead of, um, lingering over into that area of, of TMI Christmas Eve, um, Christmas Eve, I woke up and I was feeling a little funky, almost in anticipation of, of Christmas. Um, because like, like plenty, like plenty of us, like a lot of people, I can get a little weird around the holidays. I start thinking of, you know, how I wish things could be this or things could be that, you know, and it brings up old, old, you know, memories from holidays, right? Because holidays stand out. They're supposed to be so special. And if they're not, right, we remember them. They only come once a year. So that's what she said. Um, so I was feeling like a teensy, just like a little bit down Christmas Eve morning and, um, um, was feeling unsure about the, 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 this, the status of my, uh, relationship with, with 
with my sibling who I love so dearly, but we're just very different people. Anyways, here's my point. You know, I was actually talking to my sponsor on the phone. Uh, my sponsor, by the way, is my sponsor from MA. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am in Marijuana Anonymous. Not going to lie. I still feel a twinge of embarrassment saying that. I realize I don't need to, but it's it's in there, right? Because, you know, weed is so much more accepted now than it probably ever has been. Well, I mean, at least in this country. I, I don't know. Anyhow, uh, I was talking to my, my sponsor, who was just so wonderful and also funny. And I was saying, you know, I think I'm going to put my... I think what I'm going to do is dress up in my horse costume and then I'll go out and I'll pick up like some, like a headband that looks like antlers. I'll put them on the horse head and I will go and visit like the few family members that I have in town and just drop off some gifts wearing the horse outfit that will make me look like a reindeer. Um, and I was just kind of like thinking about it. I didn't know if I was really going to do it. I was telling her this and she was like, oh my God, that sounds absolutely incredible. I fully support you doing that. And I was like, yeah, right. Why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I do that? That's, that's, it's fun, you know, it's fun. Do I have a bladder issue, which made it tricky when it uh, came time to tinkle? Yes, for sure. But I, I just, you know, I was like, what a, what a, what a cool way to make the day feel more lighthearted. I'll just dress up like a reindeer and, and go, you know, drop off s- some gifts. So I was able to go and visit my niece who um, actually isn't that much younger than, than I am, but she, um, she is, you know, considered special needs. So she, um, her, her interests that, that she has in things are, are more similar to like a younger child, um, or me. I mean, it's not that different, but anyways, I was able to go over, bring her some presents, dress as a reindeer. That was very fun. And she got a kick out of that. So that made me feel good. And then I went over to my dad's, um, my dad, who's just such, such a unique, such a unique human, very, um, very, very silly, really can't say anything serious. And, uh, obviously, um, we have nothing in common. And, uh, it's funny because my dad, you know, even though he always makes jokes, he's not as, um, he's not as like outwardly goofy, I suppose that I'm, that I'm more likely to be. Anyways, I went over to see my dad dressed dressed as a a, a reindeer, and uh, he said I looked ridiculous, and I mean that's all I could really ask for. Um, had a brief visit with him. He is older, you know. I wore my mask, so you know I had a full mask on plus a horse costume. Um, that's just for that's just for a visualization if you'd like one, and. Uh, you know, and then, uh, I went over to my sibling's home and I, to be honest with you, I thought my sibling was, uh, really upset with me over, over, uh, 
over some uh, familial shit um, or whatnot. I had that in my head, but I thought, you know what? She might be upset. I don't know if she really wants to see me. I'm not going to give her a heads up. I'm just going to show up on her front porch dressed as a reindeer. And because I thought to myself, you know, I love this person and I have never been more aware of how important it is for me to still be able to give love to people even if, you know, there's a chance that I may not get that same kind of love back. Look, I mean, love looks so different. It looks so different. But I decided to go over. Um, because I'm like, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna feel I'm not gonna let myself feel intimidated, even if I may not be wanted there. Um so I was like, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over. And I showed up on their porch. I had some Christmas cards, and wouldn't you know it? Um she answered the door and she giggled and she invited me inside and she, and then she offered me cookies. So that was a nice little surprise is all I'm saying. It was a nice, it was a nice little thing. Um, I don't know. I, I just I wanted to share this because I just thought it might be a nice example of, you know, when, when you, sometimes we, sometimes we get intimidated and we get afraid to express ourselves, even if that expression is one of positivity and love, you know? And I just think that any opportunity that we have to show love and positivity, um, I think we should always, I'm really trying not to say the word should, but I think that we can always allow ourselves, we can allow ourselves to express that, you know, even if it's a weird situation, there's, there's so many weird situations. There's so much tension between families and friendships and whatnot, you know? And I think that sometimes, you know, we, we, we get stuck on this idea like, well, well, would they do the same for me? And sometimes the answer is probably not, you know, but if something doesn't feel right and you still want to show, you know, your affection to somebody that you love, whether or not you think it might be reciprocated, give yourself permission to do that. You're not hurting anyone. And and, and it feels good to, to show love. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it depends on your expectation level, of course, too. If you have a high expectations, you might just have to accept that they you you might be let down. But at the end of the day you still did a nice thing. It still felt good. Possibly. So, so that was my Christmas. And, uh, I, I I bought a keyboard recently because I've been wanting to learn how to actually play an instrument with melodies. I, I, I've played the drums since I was like 14, bought myself a keyboard recently so I could teach myself how to play. There's all these different apps and online programs that you can use. And I was determined to learn how to play jingle bells and before Christmas and for weeks actually uh, leading up to Christmas I I practiced jingle bells and I got pretty good but you know it wasn't perfect and then I had this idea that on Christmas evening 
uh, my mom and I would sit in the living room and I would bring the keyboard out dressed as the horse reindeer and perform jingle bells in the living room. I just had this, I just thought it would be very amusing. And what happened was, you know, my mom fell asleep on the couch first and I hadn't perfected jingle bells and I was practicing it. It was, it actually reminded me of when I was young and I took violin lessons in, in elementary school. And that is just like, that was not my thing. And, and I would never practice my violin before lessons. So it kind of reminded me of like trying to like squeeze in, uh, you know, homework at the last minute. I was like trying to perfect jingle bells on Christmas and then it didn't happen. And then I was a little disappointed in myself. And it's a very, you know, look, this sounds, it sounds fucking ridiculous is, is what it sounds. It's just jingle bells. Okay. <laughs> you know, but it was like more the thought, you know, I wanted to commit to doing something that was fun. And that wasn't something that I put so much, you know, stake into, you know, like this wasn't like a career move, uh, me getting a keyboard and then learning how to play jingle bells. Um, so I guess it's another lesson, right? A lesson in, uh, in how perfectionism, uh, doesn't really work. I forgave myself for not perfecting, (laughs) perfecting, perfecting. I didn't even catch that for not learning jingle bells. Um, well, and then, and then there you have it. And guess what? I have every opportunity in the world from here on out to, to practice this keyboard just for shits and giggles because it's fun. And I want to learn some songs. Okay. In this episode, I, you know, this is, this is the last episode of shit before 2021. Um, it's been, oh my God. I mean, this year, here's the thing. It's kind of laughable how insane this year has been, um, for better or for worse, just, just on principle, just, just knowing the kinds of growth and the things that we've overcome and, 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 and you know, and maybe, and, and for a lot of people, there have been there's been a lot of loss and pain and just, oh, I mean, stuff I can't even imagine. You know, I went through my own growth this, this year, but, but, you know, by the, by the grace of God or whomever the hell is watching over us or, you know, but maybe it's not by the grace, whatever, but you know, I didn't, I didn't lose any loved ones and I'm, I just count my blessings. You know, I feel I feel heartbroken for people who who have have lost folks. I mean, people lose folks every day, but you know, with this pandemic, I mean, let's be real. Um and, and you know, I, I I feel sad for 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 others, and I also feel extremely grateful that I have been able to talk to my loved ones, you know, and then let alone move home if even temporarily, and then be able to see my loved ones safely, um, for a period of time. So I'm very grateful for all of that. But I, I, what I wanted to do is, 
is I, w- I wanted to give you guys just a list of the things that, that I learned. Um, just because, you know, it, it, it could ring some bells for you or it could be thought provoking for your own growth. So I'm just going to share some of my stuff. Um, if you've been following, if you've been following my podcast so far, you'll, you'll know a lot of this stuff already, but I would really love to reiterate basically the things that I have learned this year. Um, like learned in a big way. Number one, um, sobriety is my path. I believe this. I didn't want to believe it for a long time. I really was hoping I wouldn't have to believe that. I really was hoping it wouldn't be true. Because I really loved smoking weed for many, many years. And I didn't want to have to give weed up. And then I and then I decided I needed to get sober. Back in early February. Um, this is, of course, with the exception of a few mushroom trips that happened in the spring. But then afterwards, you know, I cut it. I cut it all off. I, it was bye-bye birdie. Um, and... Getting, getting sober for me was so crucial to my growth. And I, and I, I would have never really guessed that we can imagine things. We can imagine things opening up. I really don't know. All I know is that if you would have told me a year ago, uh, that I would be living at home in Pittsburgh temporarily <clears throat> and sober I mean I would have my my jaw would have just been on the floor it uh, you know it's it's so crazy um sobriety the idea of it kind of gnawed at me for many years even though you know I wasn't awake in baker I, I didn't even consider myself an alcoholic all I know is that I, I still, you know, was obsessed. I, I, I felt an obsession to smoke weed, even when I wouldn't let myself smoke weed. And I think that, um, I think that the idea of, of addiction is much more about how much, how much mind space and, and, and space in your body. And, and, you know, it's, so much more about the, uh, uh, I think the obsession rather than just, you know, uh, uh, doing it, you know, that, you know, I'm saying that's, you know, that's kind of how I determined that I needed to stop smoking because the truth is, is that I always wanted more when I smoked and then I always just felt not good the next day and not even physically. I mean, I, for years I was like, you know, weed doesn't give me a hangover and I feel great the next day. And that's not really true. I used to, you know, I used to feel irritable the next day, but more importantly, I just felt like, man, I wish I didn't smoke last night. And then I just justified it for years and years and years. And I think all along my, my inner being or my higher self or, you know, was really telling me all along, you don't need this. This isn't serving you. 
but I wanted it to serve me, damn it. And it just didn't. It just didn't. So to recap, sobriety is, it, it has changed my life. It has changed my life. It has changed the way I function. Um, do I still feel addicted to things? 1000%, you know, I mean, I'm definitely addicted to my phone. A lot of people are sure, but, but still, you know, and I'm, I still have addictive, you know, thought patterns and whatnot, but, um, not using substances has become a way of life that I can't imagine that ever changing. I just can't imagine it. Um, and that's what's up. Uh, antidepressant medication. What I have learned in a big way, I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. After going through the depression and anxiety that I felt once I tried, once I was off of the meds, like a few months into it, you know, so just like May of this year, when shit started to really go downhill again, and that anxiety started creeping up that old type of anxiety that I have felt before when I was in between meds or when I tried to wean off, you know, well over 10 years ago, that when that started to creep in and it lasted for a while, that plus a pin, it just was like, this is not, this is not worth it. You know, and look, there, there's always so many layers to this shit because, uh, uh, you know, there, there's no matter how you cut it, there is always going to be a stigma with antidepressants that where people believe that, you know, you're, you're taking a, a, a drug to make you feel a certain way and to numb everything out. Now, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. Um, all I know is that the medications that I've been on over the years, uh, primary, my primary meds, you know, the first one was Prozac. The second one which I'm now again back on is, is Zoloft. Those meds have like saved my life. And by saved my life, I mean just evened me out, evened me out. I think that in order for us to be well-rounded, healthy individuals, mentally, physically, emotionally, that we need to be also doing certain things for ourselves, right? I, I, I don't think that, uh, uh, mental health, you know, certain, certain psychiatric medications will do absolutely everything. Just like, I don't think that any one thing will do absolutely everything. But if I don't have the Zoloft, I can't function properly. I can't even make the most of all of these other great things that I'm doing, like meditation or therapy, or journaling, or all of the other things that feel good to my soul, and just feel good to my, my being, you know, the Zoloft is allowing me to feel that way, and there were so many times over the years when I was like, well, why should I have to have this, to, you know, in order to do this, and the answer is, I, I don't fucking know, but guess what, it, it just doesn't matter to me anymore, it doesn't matter, you know, there, I, I tried it, I, I really gave it my, my best effort to, you know, be off of them, especially because I was sober. Of course, you know, I did these things at the same time, which was absolutely insane. <laughs> uh, and right before a pandemic, 
But I thought, you know, I'm going to really give this a try. I'm also sober now. Do you know what I'm saying? I thought, well, maybe the weed was also affecting my... Maybe I don't need these meds. Anyway, I need the meds. Zoloft is great. My last name, my actual last birth last name, not my father's last name, my birth last name is Vahabzadeh. And I told people a couple months ago, I said, you know what? I'm changing it to Vahabzaloft. Zaloft. Zoloft. I'm not really doing that, but I stand by it. This has been an ad for Zoloft. All right. If meds work for you, keep taking them. If you get off of them, please be, please be open to being back on them. You know, I'm just saying, you know, there's no point in trying to fix something that isn't broken. I mean, like by all means, but for me, uh-uh, that shit is just not worth it anymore. Um, here's a huge thing that I learned. I must give myself permission to relax because relaxing doesn't come super easily to me. It just doesn't. Um, especially when I'm by myself. So I have to sometimes plan my relaxation or I have to be more mindful about letting myself relax because I deserve to have downtime. I deserve to just feel at ease rather than always be like concerned about something or feeling like I need to be doing something. You know, it's, it's, this isn't a matter of, oh, I'm just not that person. I just don't relax. That's, 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 that's bullshit. Just because it doesn't come easily doesn't mean that doing it isn't going to help us immensely. I had to learn how to relax a lot more this, this past year. Uh, It still doesn't come supernaturally to me, but, um, but it's, it's, it's happening a hell of a lot more than it was and and more and more sporadically too. You know, sometimes I don't even really have to schedule it out. Sometimes I can just (sighs) take a breath, take a few minutes, let myself just veg out and let that be what makes me feel more at ease, not feeling like I need to get something done or figure something out, you know? Um, another big lesson for me, uh, you know, I knew this intellectually for years, but I didn't really know it until this past year. And it's that I can't give to anyone what I can't give to myself. Now, to challenge that idea, I can try to give somebody something that I don't have. I can even technically do it, but there's something missing. There's like a substance missing. There's like a sincerity or passion or just, I don't really know. There's just, all I know is that the more I allow myself to feel joyful and fulfilled and at ease and, you know, and allow myself to do what, what, what makes me feel good, you know, and, and value my time, the, the better I actually, the, the, the better I, I have to, to, to give other, that wasn't a full sentence. The, the better I'm able to, to give somebody something with, with more, with more substance and, and, uh, 
and, and real, oh, what is the word? It starts with a P. More profound shit. I'm able to give people more profound shit when I'm taking care of myself, you know, and not just running on empty and trying to fill up my cup by giving too much to other people. We can't fill our cups up by constantly giving to people. That's not how it works. Yes, we can get a lot of value out of giving to others, of course, but we have to take care of ourselves first. I mean, it really is. I can't emphasize this enough. I mean, you you're not really going to know until you allow it to happen. Is it, is it, is it done perfectly all the time? Absolutely not. Nothing is supposed to be done perfectly. It's not how it works. And, and setting yourself up for perfection, um, of course, is, is, is always just an unnecessary, uh, painful experience. You know, I really think that we can get done the things we need to get done and still do it with more ease and like self-compassion and love, you know. Most of us, you know, we're not, a lot of us, you know, we're not, we're not in the army. We're not at, we're not on a battlefield, you know, we don't, I feel like I saw this video or something recently where this guy was talking about how, um, you know, as a, as a Marine, you know, as somebody in the, in the reserves, uh, you know, the army, you know, that they have to develop a certain mindset to, I don't know, get things done and and do things, of course, that you, you can't even imagine. And I feel like there are so many of us that, that function that way in daily life when it's like, we don't have to be torturing ourselves like this. Um, so all I know is that the more love, I, more love and patience I have with myself and the more time I give to myself, the more time I really do have for others. And, and I, I, I still learn this lesson all of the time, by the way. Um, <clears throat> uh, which brings me to, uh, a next thing that I have, I've learned. Uh, this is, this is, this is a biggie. Um, it's that, you know, quite often I may not naturally feel how I want to feel. So I may need to take steps in order to get there. You know, AKA, you know, sometimes it's taking the action and then the feeling. Um, now this almost sounds contradictory to what I was just talking about because what I was just talking about, I was saying a lot of things like, we don't always need to be acting, you know, in order to, you know, we don't always need to be doing things or taking action. But in this case, I think for a a very long time, I used to be really hard on myself because of how I felt about things. I felt like my feelings were kind of always dominating my existence. And I was feeling this and I was feeling that and feeling this and uh, feeling that. And why do I have to be feeling these things? And I just kind of made myself a victim to my feelings. And, you know, the feelings may not have even been that serious, but they would just, they would just plague me. You know, I would fixate on things that just didn't feel good. And they would, they would just bother the shit out of me. And then I would think, well, I can't, I can't do this. I'm too worried about this. You know, I'm, I'm too down. I'm too 
irritated. I'm too this, 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 you know, to, in order to, to get this other thing done that I need to get done. I mean, really, I, I, I just blamed my feelings for so many things for, for so many years. And again, just to reiterate, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm more than likely not always going to feel how I want to feel naturally. But if that's the case, you know, we get to do this thing where we, okay, so we're aware of how we're feeling. We can accept it, get to accept it, and then we get to take action, right? So we get to redirect our focus. We get to say, hey, this feeling's happening. Okay, I see you, but guess what? I'm going to move forward and, and proceed with the next action. Because if I, if I weren't doing that, you know, I, I really wouldn't get anything done ever. Um, we have to, we have to relearn how to do things differently, which, which, you know, of course it, it feels terrifying because the way we know almost feels like, you know, j- just the way things are, but they're not. We, we have the power to, to choose to do things differently. And then all we have to do is be willing and open to changes. You know, we don't always have to know, you know we never have to know how it's going to happen, you know. Um, but when we're changing, you know, the way that we think and, and do things and it's, it's totally unfamiliar to us, that's okay. We can still do it little by little. Um, I've found too, that it's, it's not, it's not as scary as it seems, uh, beforehand. Um, this is a huge one for me, uh, that things don't have to be a certain way or things don't have to have happened, or I don't need to be doing certain things in order for me to feel worthy or rather to, to be worthy for, for so long, I, I based my worth on what I was accomplishing and getting done. And, you know, the interesting thing about that, what I've learned is that, you know, getting things done that I want to get done and doing things that I like, you know, accomplishing things that feels good to my self-esteem, right? But, but that doesn't like play into my soul necessarily. I mean, we are all worthy, no matter what the hell we're doing, we are all worthy individuals, regardless of what we've done where we've come from, you know, what we have or haven't accomplished, we are all worthy. So that is just, that that's just a fucking given. Uh, another, another big thing I've learned is I need, I need a little bit of quiet every, every day, even, even if it's for five minutes, it doesn't have to be a full blown meditation, but I have to be able to just, what's, what is a full blown, you know, we build up meditation so much. It doesn't have to be even considered meditation, but just getting myself to a quiet place where I put my phone down. I'm not looking at something. I'm not, you know, unless it's just maybe I'm looking, you know, in the distance outside or, or out a window or at the wall, but just kind of getting, getting to a very still spot. I need that for five minutes a day. I I get very overstimulated easily and I, I never really I don't think I realized just how true that was um, for for a really long time. I was always trying to like dictate my moods. I mean, I used to be 
you know, I, I, in my twenties, you know, I would always, you know, drink caffeine when I felt tired, even if it was at nighttime, because I didn't want to go to bed yet. I wanted to stay up and, you know, party or this, that, or the other. Uh, and, you know, I was, I was constantly trying to sort of dig and then I would, you know, and then I would smoke weed and and whatever. But the point is, is, uh, what is my point? Talk about overstimulation uh, is the thing. So anyways, I was doing all that shit. Now I just give myself some quiet time. I'm basically a geriatric patient. That was my point. Um, I think something I've learned this past year, I really have learned to appreciate my alone time. It's not perfect. Um, uh, given, given the nature of the fact, you know, given the fact that we have been in a, in a pandemic in that our plans have been nothing like they used to be from what we've known in the past. Um, I've had a lot less, you know, physical interaction, like a lot of people. And I think just by, by proxy, I, I suppose I have maybe learned to appreciate my alone time. I think just because I submitted to it, um, but that's a thing that I, I really didn't like for a long time. And I was in denial about it too. Because if I happened upon some alone time, like if I were to come home to my apartment, you know, in the past when I had a roommate, if my roommate wasn't home, I would always be so thrilled only because I, I loved the idea of like, oh my God, I have the place to myself. Wow. Maybe just because it, it didn't happen very often. But if I knew that I didn't have plans on like a day where I had literally nothing to do that used to freak me out. That used to really make me nervous. And, um, I used to always want to make sure my time was filled up with other things because I was, I mean, I don't know, what was I afraid of? Um, that maybe I would have some downtime and then I would be thinking about a lot of stuff that I didn't realize. And my brain would go to scary places. I'm not really sure. The point is, is that I've learned to appreciate my alone time, which I mean, thank God, because what's the alternative? Um, another thing I've learned to uh, never take groups of people getting together for granted again. Truly. Uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, when we are able to like congregate and be in groups again and, and have outings and all that shit, doesn't mean I'm going to spend my life doing that, of course, but my God, I am really, would really like to believe that I'm going to relish in those moments, of course. Um, This is a big one. I'm down to the last three here. Trying to control our stories is causing us more pain. Surrender is the way. Um, I think that we have fallen fallen victim is so dramatic, but I feel like we have fallen victim to the notion that we are in control of our, of our lives, that we have to make things happen for ourselves and we have to work hard to do this, that, and the other. And, um, it's not completely untrue, but realizing that we, we do have control over the things that we you know, say and, and do, but if you are someone and I am that someone and I've gotten a lot better, but you know, it's a, it's also a daily practice. It's also like, you know, 
being aware sometimes multiple times a day that I'm trying to control my story, control the outcome in a way that's like just like a little too controlling, you know, or even when it comes down to how I feel. So trying to con- like to play out, you know, what the next day or week or month or year of my life is going to look like, it's just not, it's not worth it. Because I know damn well, I've seen it, we've all seen it, things never turn out how we expected to, sometimes they turn out better. Um, I think they're more likely to turn out better if we have um, a, a more abundant mindset, absolutely. But trying to control how things go all the time also take us out of the moment. And being in the moment is is most often when when I have found that I feel at the most uh, uh, peaceful in my in my day. Um, so you know, releasing control, we can absolutely do some stuff. We can take care of shit. We can get shit done. We can't control the outcomes, um, and we shouldn't have to, because then we're because then we're just never not busting our ass. You know, it's like, let's, let's, let's chill out a little bit. Let's relax. Let's try to relax. Anyway, uh, last two. Joy is a necessity for healthy living. And sometimes we have to make the efforts to kind of get there. It's not always going to come naturally. This really falls... Um, under the same category is sometimes we have to, sometimes we do have to take an action to get to a, a feeling place that we want to be in. Um, and I just mean, it's like, you know, an example here is I realized, man, you know, I, I want to experience more joy, but how do I do that when, you know, I'm having, you know, less physical contact with my friends and, you know, and I'm, I'm sober now and right it's like all these things that that I used to associate joy with before um and I don't really think it was joy it was definitely fun but it wasn't you know joy it's just I I I I you know I was going to the park a couple months ago I started going to the park when I moved back in with my mom and um I just, I started dancing at the park. I would put on some funk music and dance in the middle of this like abandoned high school football field. And, you know, it felt silly, um, but it felt good just to, just to be silly like that. I'm like, if I have to go out and, and, and dance in the middle of a football field and be silly, just to, just to feel that, that energy, that, 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 that joyness. And, and I don't know that, that lightheartedness, then, then I will do that. But it's not always going to come. It's not always going to come easily. We really have to, we really have to practice, but, but guess what? The more we practice, the easier it really will become, you know, we won't have to search for it so hard, but practicing it, you know, practicing, allowing yourself to feel joy is going to make a huge difference in your life. I promise you that. The last the last thing that I've that I've learned that really means more than anything else is that 
truly, love is everything. And, you know, we sort of hear that, we hear that sentiment from the time that we're young and, you know, we believe it and I kind of knew it intellectually, but I still feel like I spent a good portion of my life being, I don't know, a little down or a little not super grateful and kind of like a woe is me sort of stuff just based on not even a whole lot. I think just based on feelings, probably, you know, it was, you know, a lot of anxiety and depression and whatnot, but, but love really, really is everything. I mean, there is so much egoic shit that runs the world, you know, you know, who's right, who's wrong, this person did this, this person can't do this. And, 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 you know, how often do we look at people who are causing destruction and talk about the destruction that another person is causing and feel really, really, really negative and resentful because of it. Right. And we're giving it more and more and more and more focus. And it's like, you know, I'm not saying that, um, that everything has to be, uh, you know, all just full of love and, and positive and, and positivity. But if we start to look at things with a lens of, of feelings of love, um, and, and compassion for others, no matter how fucked up this person seems, we're really really opening things up in our own lives for, for, for such a greater, I don't know, experience. Um, it's amazing what having compassion and, and doing things out of love, um, you know, not, not, not expectation, um, obviously, it feels good to be recognized for the loving things that we do, but just doing things for the sake of love. You know, I I feel like for a long time, there were certain things that I just, I would have never considered doing because I didn't want to seem weak or I didn't want to feel like a sucker or I didn't want to be a pushover, you know, and it, again, this doesn't mean that you're, you're doing everything for everybody and you're going out of your way all of the time. But, you know, remembering that every living thing around you is worthy of love. And if this person has done something completely horrendous, you know, this, this, this being that you may know personally or may not know personally, you know, that there's something that has gone obviously terribly awry in them. But I think if we say things like, you know, I don't understand why this person could do something like this. And I think they are incredibly disrespectful and rude and just completely up their ass but I am willing to have love for them because clearly they've probably lost their way. <sighs> it's it's an annoying thing to hear, I know, uh, especially when you know people who you maybe just can't stand. And, and you know, I mean, look at our fucking president, 
I mean, truly. I mean, it is... Look, I absolutely cannot cannot stand uh, our, our, our president. I don't want to say his name. I can't stand that fucking guy. I mean, I truly can't stand this guy. But I'll tell you one thing that makes me feel worse is when I think about him or happen to watch him or hear him and think to myself, God, I hate that fucking guy. It just makes me feel worse. Now, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not sitting here saying, you know, I have love for this man, but, but what, what, a, what a challenge and not for the sake of, of, of him, not that he's feeling it anyways, but it's just love just innately feels better to our souls. Obviously, I, you know, I can't, I can't speak to people out there who might really disagree or a potential sociopath, or I'm not really sure. I'm not going to get into a lot of those terms and labels. But love is just a more expansive energy. I mean, it is the energy. It, 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 God, I was trying so hard not to say it makes the world go around, but it does. It just does. It just fucking does. When we are willing to love, and that can mean anything, just have love, we're also being so kind to ourselves. And I'm just going to end on that. I'm going to end on that. I hope you all have a very safe and happy and healthy New Year's Eve, whatever you're doing. I'm going to bang some pots and pans. I also have a cowbell. I'm going to bang that shit on my mom's balcony here in Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, it, it, it is a brand new year at the same time, you know, we're still us, you know, the same situations that we, that we know and that we've been seeing are, are still going to be around, but every day is an opportunity to create more positivity and love. I mean, it really is just that simple. Just be willing to do it. Ask for guidance from whomever you feel comfortable asking. Um, and it will, things will come to you. All right, 2021, let's do this. That self-help ideas and thoughts with Bethany. That was a good ending, you dickhead. <laughs>